0: hello welcome to the cosmic eye show i am your host jason napolitano and on the line i have the pleasure of having mr chris sheridan here how are you today chris all right pleasure's all mine it's great to be back for another i guess we're going to do an emmett
1: fox show today so looking forward to that
0: we are indeed so i guess we've got to call it an emmett fox sunday now since we were doing on friday but we're now going to do it on sunday and that's all right we've been uh We've been remiss with the Emmett Fox and uh, so both of us thought it would be a nice idea to get back to get back to basics and sh- share some good uh, new thought material and so we've got a great one today. Um, thanks for joining us we are at cosmiceye.org. Uh, my book is If You Can Worry You Can Meditate Chris's is The Spirit in the Sky and if you'd like to uh, hear us talk about something uh, hit us up at info at uh, So today... As we uh, were doing before on the Emmett Fox Friday show, we're using find and use your inner power. Uh, today, we've got a great selection uh, that Chris is gonna start, at, uh, start out at, and then I'm gonna finish it up and then we're gonna talk about it. So I think you're gonna enjoy this one today. It's a very important topic. Uh, one could say the most important topic that you can talk about actually. So you wanna take it away, Chris? All right, we certainly shall.
1: This is called the single eye. True simplicity is the master key of spiritual understanding. This simplicity will be found to inhere in material conditions, but of course its fundamental root lies in one's mental outlook. Simplicity of thought will naturally be reflected in a general simplicity in the way of living and working. The heart that is fixed on many different things is never at peace. And it is to the heart at peace that the realization of God
0: comes. Mental simplicity consists in seeing the one presence everywhere in all things. This is the single eye of which Jesus spoke. And if we will but cultivate the single eye, all the less important things will automatically fall into place. It is because we are all too involved in external and unimportant details that we so often overlook the great opportunity. Man will undergo incredible hardships in his search for the Holy Grail, but when God puts the chalice to his lips, he too often pushes it roughly away. That's very interesting. He too often pushes it roughly away. So God gives us what we're looking for oftentimes, but then we don't notice it, don't recognize it, or push it away. Uh, is what he's saying there. So let us uh, let us break this down. I want to start with this idea of the single eye. And you looked up that uh, that great passage in Luke, right? Do you want to go ahead and share that?
1: Okay, this is Luke um, 1134. And I believe it's part of the, the Luke version of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and he goes on to say, the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body is also full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body is also full of darkness. So that's, there's a lot going on there. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, that's very interesting. So again, so the section, uh, Emmett Fox already said, mental simplicity consists in seeing the one presence everywhere in all things. This is the single eye of which jesus spoke and if we will but cultivate the single eye all the less important things will automatically fall into place so in a related passage um i i i thought of this one while we were well chris and i were talking before the show it was interesting because uh this actually comes from matthew but uh the the passage that you just read is also in matthew and it's matthew it's it's uh, similar it's matthew um 6 and it's the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. So it's in that same sort of realm. It's a little bit of a, a different saying. Yours is a little more fleshed out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, because it goes on. It said, but if I, thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. So same, same thing, actually. Uh, but what's interesting is that at the bottom of, uh, of Matthew, uh, later in, 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 a, in a further passage, uh 6 uh matthew chapter 6 uh passage uh, or verse 33 but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you uh same idea it's almost like he he's it's almost this it's the second to last verse in the in the chapter and it's almost like summing that up it's the really the same thing that emmet fox is saying here you know seek after Uh, the idea of this one presence seeing this one presence this one power everywhere in all things and that kind of takes care of of all the the other mental details it doesn't mean that you you know you don't have a multiplicity of things to do but you're focused on the right thing first and it allows those things to harmoniously fall into place in such a better way um you know, like he says, and this is such a great saying: "This heart that is fixed on many different things is never at peace, and it is to the heart at peace that the realization of God comes." When you know, you read that part, Chris. Uh, such a beautiful line. Um, and it, it's interesting, isn't it, Chris? Because it, it's not—he's not saying that you're not going to have a multitude of things going on in your life. He's not saying your life is going to be uncomplicated, but he's saying that you're. You know, your, your, your mind and your heart are not fixed on those many different things, causing you to run over here, run over there, run over here, run over there, be confused by the world. But instead, you fix it on the, the universal power, the universal spirit behind all of that, right? Right. And that's,
1: that can be very difficult because on the level of form, on the level of appearance, um, and really just on the material level uh, that we apprehend the world, uh, we are bombarded um, by things from the outside. We're seeking here and seeking there. Uh, and we're also bombarded on the inside. We have a multiplicity of thoughts and feelings. And a lot of times there's mixed emotions or inconsistencies. We're all very inconsistent um, in our ways, especially when we get on that more detail-oriented um, way of looking at things where you lose the larger picture or what the central goal is. Then you're off somewhere else and it would be like a branch on a tree where it's a long, thin branch and it's extending way out from the trunk and then the fruit grows and then the whole thing sags down. Um, it's not as support. It's going so far out, literally out there on the limb, I guess, uh, for my example. Uh, but the language is really clear, especially in the Bible with this. Um, you know, if thine eye is single, then you're full of light. But if thine eye is evil, you're full of darkness. But look how just linguistically, how if you're single, you're full of light. Um, But if you're evil, you're full of darkness. It's easy to see dark and light being opposites. But the way this is presented, single and evil (laughs) are the opposites being juxtaposed. So not only is it bad, I guess, if you're looking in too many different ways or your attention, your focus is sent off to too many details and you're losing the the central purpose, uh, it's also evil. So single is good and then not single, this multiplicity aspect um, is evil. So it's clear in the language, but it's not Usually we say, well, single or there are multiple, might be an opposite of, of single. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's very
1: curious. Uh, uh, but these words were chosen very carefully, especially and this is from the King James, uh, early 1600s, I think 1611 or something, it was finally published. Uh, a lot of years and effort was put into, especially the New Testament, uh, retranslation. So uh, it's not really an overlook or an oversight. Uh, there's something to that so it's it's worth exploring
0: yeah for sure and you know even though there's different certainly different varieties of translations generally speaking most you know most of them share the same outlook as you're speaking of there and so it it obviously is a is a is an important um an important idea that's being being brought up here yeah it's it's really quite quite something to think about um you know the idea of duality and multiplicity as, as being something evil and not that it's evil and, and inherently evil but the idea is that being you know focused and caught up on that materialist point of view and on that mul- multiplicity or you know view uh, that dualistic sort of viewpoint uh you know it's it i think evil in the sense that it separates you from that one presence even though you're part of it, you know, really what 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 Emmett Fox says is of course, he says, of course, it's its fundamental root lies in one's mental outlook. So it's like you can separate yourself mentally from from a unity consciousness in a sense, you know, and that's what the you know the ego will kind of do for us. You know, it's a necessary thing to allow us to operate you know on this plane of existence but at the same time you know if we are too caught up in our individuality and the multiplicity of of life we lose that unity consciousness that one presence idea Um, you know and so he's reminding us that really you've got to as you're going throughout your day almost remind yourself you know Every, everything is part of the one presence and the one power. It's, it's everywhere in all things. I'm drinking a glass of water. It's there. I'm, you know, chopping some firewood. It's there. I, you know, have a fly lands on my arm. It's in that fly. You know, I have a, an, an, an altercation at the grocery store with, um, you know, with someone over an orange. It's, it's in that person too. You know, it, it's like, it's there, it's not, there is no place that it's not, that one presence and that one power. And it, and like you said, I mean, it's, we get so wrapped up in the multiplicity of things and the confusion of the world and so on uh, that we forget that. Uh, But it is a, it's a, it's a fundamentally different outlook to think, you know, everybody's an individual out for themselves, you know, and it's a dog eat dog world. And, you know, this is just the way things are versus, you know, there's a there's a one presence and one power and a in a, in a unified compassionate loving spirit behind all of this and you know some people don't see that, don't experience that because of the maybe the causes and conditions of their lives or they haven't been exposed to that idea or what have you so they they're not, they're not aware of it but they're still that thing you know we're still that thing even if we don't necessarily feel it at the moment right so it's it's a game it's almost like a like a game of reminding yourself and to, to constantly uh, continue to live in that, that mental outlook, right? Right. And to be able to do that,
1: uh, one has to establish that mental outlook, that central core um, from which, you know, everything else might emanate. Uh, but you have to have that established and defined and clarified for yourself, you know, what that uh, central focus is, uh, what's really important, um, and this being single uh, as being light, and then this other, you know, multiple uh, viewpoint being evil, uh, I, that reminds me of the definition of the word sin. It really means to miss the mark, so if you visualize a, a bullseye target, you um, and the archer uh, wants to place her arrow um, right in the center, any deviation from that is missing the mark. And it doesn't matter which direction it goes to because it's a circle. Uh, Anywhere towards the circumference, it deviates from the center. Um, It's a sin, it's a miss, you're missing the mark. And it is that center bullseye that we want to uh, establish and remain focused upon and uh, and really honor that. And then you can weigh how much energy and effort and frustration and emotional um, you know, equity that you're putting into uh, something that might actually not really be that important in the light of this central focus of this single eye. What's the single goal? Uh, it can be deadly, honestly. Uh, there's a you know, kind of a well-documented uh, airplane uh, crash uh, a couple hundred people died um, in the Everglades. The uh, the whole flight crew, all three of them, were focused on an indicator light on the instrument panel, and you know was the landing gear down? Was it not down? Is there some is the indicate is the light bad? Or is there something wrong with the plane? Um, they were so focused on that they didn't realize that the plane was losing altitude, and once they did, it was too late to pull up, and it crashed, and everybody was killed. But um, all this attention was being focused on something that may in of itself be important and have value. But when you compare that to the value and importance of keeping the plane in the air, (laughs) you know, and have a safe landing at the end of the flight, uh, it's just a light bulb who cares, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. There are more important things. So, um, that's sort of putting a lot of attention onto one detail and, and losing the bigger picture. I think the garden variety we often experience is just the little things. It's this needs attention, well, then this needs attention. Well, this needs attention. Well, look we'll at see what they said on the news. Well, somebody got canceled. Somebody tweeted something uh, offensive. Um, well, we have to include everybody, and this person's not. And you, you're just really you're just spread too thin. Uh, that even though you might be working on uh, a single detail or aspect of a larger problem that is important, uh, it's also important in the light, um, or it's relative importance may not be uh, as strong as the central goal is. So again, whether it's, you know, maybe it's something like, you know, doing a, a, a video um, for your YouTube channel <laughs> or something like that, um, you know, what's the goal? You want to share your feelings uh, on um, you know, whatever it is. Uh, say, say movies. So you like movies and you like different aspects about movies and you want to share your experience about this movie or that movie or what you liked about this one. Maybe you're doing movie reviews. Okay, great. Um, that might be the central goal. But if you're fixated on, well, I gotta get the lighting right and my sound has to be good, well, now I have to get a more expensive camera and well, now it has to be an HD or 4K, then you become a camera expert, then a lighting expert and all these, and you're not really talking about the movies, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now, these details are important and you can improve those aspects, but if you go too far, it's like going too far off a tangent, you lose the point of the conversation. The tangents might be interesting in of themselves, but if you're really trying to have a conversation based around a central point uh, you'll lose that point and then the whole entire point gets diffused and diluted in a way that doesn't support it the way it should
0: that's a great example and you know it's the same thing we do we do in life like you're we get caught up in the details um, we get caught up in the details of life the you know the Uh, The various external things that are going on, the um, unimportant day-to-day things that are happening, and then we lose the the main thread of the purpose of our existence, which he's saying is to really, you know, see that one presence, that unified field, that, you know, God energy, that Christ consciousness, whatever you want to call it uh in in all things everywhere at all times and that means seeing that within yourself as well and allowing that to unfold uh to the greatest degree that it can so really you know it's one of these things where you're you know you're 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 trying to and it's our main really I, I think one of our main kind of it's our main drive really is to there's something always gnawing at us that we're you know that we feel is missing in our lives and we try to fill it up with money or relationships or busy work or you know a career or whatever it is but really it's it's a spiritual yearning it's a spiritual yearning and it's seeking after this this one presence that he speaks of this god consciousness and you know and it's interesting because then he says you know man will undergo incredible hardships in his search for the holy grail so we in a sense you know we're out there always looking for it. we're going through all these different experiences the multiplicity of of all these different experiences and challenges and hardships and so on that we put ourselves through. Um, But then when God puts the chalice to your, your lips, you just kind of push it away. You don't recognize it. And I think that's another way of saying like, look, this power and presence is within you and you really don't need to go and look for it. It's already there. You need to remind yourself. It's a realization. Realization is different than uh, like mining for gold, where you're going to look for something and you're gonna, you know, dig something up, and then, oh, here it is! Aha, eureka! Here's the gold. It's more of like I realize that that thing is already within me. I realize it. I understand it. It's a different quality than kind of seeking after and finding. It's more of an acceptance yeah. sort of a game, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And again, that's that separateness yeah. and that going out there. Um, for something. And and sometimes you do have to take an epic journey, but even in the greatest mythologies and epic tales uh, where there's adventure and danger and uh, journey lasting years, um, underneath it all is a psychological journey of finding something about yourself. Uh, So this unfolding of maybe what's already in there uh, is very much a different attitude than I don't have this and I have to go out there to find it. Uh, It's a different center of focus. Definitely. And um, yeah, just this being displaced or diverted, uh, diffused in so many different things, all those things can be important. But if we can see those things and connect them, these little individual things, and connect them with the bigger thing, uh, we'll definitely have more success. I think, you know, take something huge and complex like, uh, you know, climate change or the environment. And there are so many facets to us, there are so many angles, uh, they're all important uh, because they're all interconnected and you change one, it could affect the others. But if you're so fixated on electric cars you think well electric cars they don't spit out emissions like gasoline cars uh, electric cars would be better well in that aspect yes a gasoline (laughs) car will put out more carbons and you know pollution carbon monoxide emissions uh, than an electric car would when you get in the car and drive it but (laughs) there's a whole larger system involved with, well how does the car get charged is it through a coal-fired or nuclear power plant. Uh, So now we have to have more coal plants to charge up everybody's electric car. Maybe at the end of the day, the generation of the electricity for your electric car is putting out more carbons and pollutants than just driving a gas car. Uh, I don't know. I just know that there's so much more to it uh, than any one piece, especially when are these complex issues, and I know that's a big one, like global warming or something, but other, you know, social justice, you could pick, and there's a hundred things wrong in the social justice world. And you could pick up any one of them. And that is very important. And yes, we should focus on that. But if you're just fixated on that one thing, you're not looking at the larger system.
0: Yeah.
1: And you might not really be serving your cause. Uh, If you're just, again, you can still look at the single problem, but look at it as being connected to a larger picture.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then also, you know, I think shifting into that single eye, one presence everywhere in all things thinking uh, opens you up to solutions um, that you may not have been aware of. And it opens you up to, of course, the, 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 the inherent sort of spiritual power and energy that we have within ourselves, uh, you know, through our imaginations and through our our, our innate um, sort of you know spiritual consciousness that exists within us to to create, um, to to heal, to regenerate, and so on, uh, the, the the external world and the you know and the internal world within us. So, you know, it it gets us in touch with something that. Uh, that can solve these problems, and so we, you know, we go like we, like you know, we we seek ye first the kingdom of God, as Jesus said, um, you know, and it, so you're getting back to the idea of the 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 big the big picture, and you know, even following it like even something like 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 climate change, but even trailing trailing it back even further to like to this big picture, this idea, this one presence everywhere in all things. So you know, if we had a, a philosophical outlook where You know, we did recognize that we would see inherent value in all living creatures. And that would mean the plants, the animals, the trees, the other human beings, and then, you know, onto social and cultural systems and and all these different things. So we would, if we had that idea and it really, you know, was abiding in our heart, let's say, you know, we would create different systems based on that philosophical and spiritual understanding of the world. Um, and so that's a completely different, different outlook. And so, you know, you go up to the sort of high level, pr- almost like, you know, the meta program for how we all operate, um, you know, and so it's got to come out of a different space, you know, you, you're, you're, you're right, you can't just get locked up on these details like, oh, an electric car will save us or oh, uh, you know, a $15 an hour minimum wage will fix this problem or, oh, you know, it's, it, we've got to go further back. And then I think, ultimately, what he's saying, what Emmett Fox is saying is you've got to go back to the idea of, of God, of the spiritual presence within everything and everybody. And then if you can concentrate on that more and more and have that, that feeling, it's going to bring feelings of compassion and, and joy and equanimity and, and you know, positive emotions. And then you're, that, you know, that sort of radiates outward into, the, into your family, into your community, into your nation, into the world. And then the systems begin to naturally change. And then we make choices that are different. And then our friend makes choices that are different. And then they, you know what I mean? And it becomes this really positive feedback loop because we're focused on the right thing, which is this unity, which we are all part of. And really it just gets back to that. And I think that that's what the genius of this, this short little chapter, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a huge, It's a huge idea. It's a huge idea. So I I really encourage people to to think about that, to meditate on it, and to really get into this idea. So, do you have any more you want to add, or should we wrap it up at this point? Well, I think we've covered it. Of course, you know, could talk quite a bit
1: about it because you're right. It is at the root of, you know, they say there's 72 names for God, but only one God. Uh, There's all these different religions that, you know, oh, don't eat meat on Fridays. Oh, don't. Don't work on Saturday. Oh, you better not you know, do this on this day. Uh, that's important. And you can have cultural and uh, you know, theological uh, communities uh, that believe doing things in a certain way. And that's fine. But if you're so fixated on that and you're saying, well, that person ate meat on Fridays and they shouldn't have done that, you know, you're, you're really missing the point. You know, you're really focusing on these these little, in the light of the larger picture, they are smaller and they can be kind of arbitrary. Doesn't mean they're not important. You know, it's not to say that, you know, any of these issues, these, you know, small particulars are important, Um, but give them the importance they deserve and see them in the light of this single idea, this single eye uh, that sees the underlying connection, this essence uh, that is all interconnected and interrelated with each other, then your particular problem or issue will will either find its own solution because you're looking at the larger thing. Because if you find a large solution for something, uh, say like sleep, say with your health, um, you go, oh, I'm this, and I'm you know, forgetful, and I can't seem to do this, and it bangs under my eyes, and I'm stressed, and it's like, well, maybe you're not getting enough sleep. doesn't mean it's going to cure everything, but wow, if you can get a good night's sleep every night, it means you're able to relax and let the day go and drift off into sleep, and you know what? You're probably not going to be as worried about other things. You're going to be a little more centered in yourself. You're not going to be so depleted that maybe these little sniffles and um, other problems that you're having focusing or concentrating, several things could disappear if you solve that one issue of lack of sleep, if that indeed is is a problem. So sometimes looking at the big issue and keeping that single focus uh, might just automatically solve these other issues or at the very least, it will give and present you with a possible solution that you wouldn't have thought of if you were just so fixated on the particular.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll read this one more time because I think this is such a great uh, uh, section here. It's from the first uh, section that you read, Chris. Simplicity of thought will naturally be reflected in a general simplicity in the way of living and working. The heart that is fixed on many different things is never at peace. And it is to the heart at peace that the realization of God comes. The realization of God comes. So there we go. You know, and and speaking of sleep, I mean, there's no better remedy for, you know, restless sleep than to feel, you know, at one with the, with the presence in all things. Uh, it certainly gives you a security and a peace that, you know, uh, that you cannot get from the external world. So. I, good point, that.
1: Actually, I may want to amend my final comment <laughs> with this is that, yes, having a good night's sleep can solve a lot of problems that are caused by lack of sleep, but what's behind the lack of sleep problem? And I think you just um, you mentioned it there that if, if you were worried about this or stressed about that or you don't feel connected with a larger uh, spirit force, um, well, the troubles of the world are too much. No wonder you can't sleep. Um, so, again, you keep going back. What's behind that? What's behind that? You know, you have bags under your eyes because you can't sleep. But why is it that you can't sleep? Mm-hmm. Well, you're worried about stuff. Well, why are you worried about things? Well, I don't have, you know, a strong sense of the universe being right. Or I don't feel we live in an ordered uh, world or universe. Mm-hmm. I don't feel hopeful about the future. You solve some of those things, sleep will come, and with it, everything else. So keep going back. What's behind this? What's behind that? What's the bigger, the bigger framework under which all these things operate?
0: Exactly. And I think um, you know. And look and take some time. You know, as we've been uh, encouraging, uh, spend some spend some time out in nature. Spend some time at a park. You know, look at the trees. Look at the animals. Look at the natural world and see how it operates. Look at the natural harmony that exists when you know we have not. We're not intervening or interfering with it. Um, and you see a natural order to things and you see how you know, there's a whole system of, of, of just such genius interconnected relations between everything. I mean, it's really, it's very remarkable. And you know, that can give you some hope that there is some purpose and there is some plan and there is a, a one presence behind all this that, that uh, you know, there is an intelligence behind all of it. And so, you know, take some time to, to do some meditation, look within and take some time to meditate and look without at the beautiful world that's out there as well. So uh, thank you for your insights, Chris. Great stuff today. Appreciate it. Sure. All right. And again, that was The Single Eye. And this is, of course, from Emmett Fox's Find and Use Your Inner Power. And we cannot recommend this book highly enough. So please get a copy if, uh, uh, if, if you can. I think you will really enjoy it. So thank you for joining us on the Cosmic Eye Show today. We appreciate it. Uh, we're at CosmicEye.org. If you'd like to make a donation to the show, and we wish uh, you would uh, help us out in that way. If you can, uh, go to anchor.fm slash Eye, and you can make a small uh, monthly donation there if you like. Uh, Chris's book is A Spirit in the Sky. Mine is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. And we are here uh, each week with a new show. So join us again next week. And thank you for being here this week. And thank you all for uh, supporting us and listening. Um, that have uh, been with us on this journey. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, take care of yourselves out there. Have a great week. Goodbye, and God bless.